0: Well, hello everybody thank you for tuning in again to the girl the beard and the gram how are you doing today beard
1: i'm good i'm good it's a good day
0: it is a good day the so, weather's changing
1: yes it is very fall like outside it's it's nice
0: it is very nice it was 69 degrees in our house this morning
1: yeah it was it was glorious it, last night i we walk. i walked out of a out of a restaurant, and it was nice and cool out. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful.
0: Mm-hmm. Makes like, me want to go driving with the windows down.
1: I don't know about all that. We got allergies. <laughs> <laughs> that is dangerous.
0: We take a pill for that.
1: <laughs> it's not enough. They never are. So You're killing me. Yeah, it is what it is. I
0: mean, it is a good day aside from, you know, us my eating like tires on the car. <laughs> well, yeah. not me. It's a happening.
1: Yeah. Yay, tires.
0: Yay, adulting.
1: So, but what do you got for us today? Because I know you got some crazy nonsense, okay. I'm pretty sure.
0: I do. It is the story of Derek Todd Lee, and he is known as the Baton Rouge killer. Okay. Um, and he there's just a lot of how his story like goes from his childhood and all of the crimes that he did as a child and how it escalates. And so, um, as trying not to be here for three hours, I've condensed it the best way that I possibly can.
1: Okay. So we're going to hit all the high points, make sure we get all the important stuff. Yes. Leave some of the extra nonsense. Yes. Okay.
0: Um, so we'll go ahead and jump right in everybody so this is like i said derek todd lee he was born on november 5th 1968 he was the second child of his mother's four children
1: okay i I, I got it (laughs) i had to math that out for a a couple
0: baby daddies in there
1: (laughs) Um, so his
0: mom's name is florence uh florence lee
1: that is a name right there. That is a name. You don't um, hear of Florence anymore.
0: <laughs> um, his father was named Samuel Ruth, Um, and his father actually suffered from mental health issues, and he um, was actually committed to the state mental um, hospital where he attempted, after he attempted to kill Florence and was charged for it, they ended up finding out that he was mentally unstable, wasn't competent, had some stuff going on there
1: All right, um and this
0: was actually shortly after derek was born like he was only a few months old when this happened um and then florence later married coleman Barrow. um he's the one that ended up raising derek his older brother and then his two sisters which is um florence and coleman had two daughters together okay. so that's where the four children come
1: and his come first in. name was coleman coleman where did people come up with these names that man has two last names. To that's me, they're very that's southern names. As worse than names. Ricky Bobby.
0: They're very southern names. Florence Coleman. They're like old style I mean, southern.
1: Kinda. So my dad's aunt was named Florence, and if she were still living today, she'd probably be close to like a hundred and fifty years old. She was old as all get out. All right, and she was a twin, and it was Florence and Agnes. All right. So to me it's not necessarily a southern thing, Florence. It's a just a generational thing. That's a well, name. Yeah, you that but that's a name from the last century. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's it's an old world name.
0: I mean take it. My grandparents' names she's gonna roll over in her grave when I say this because she always told me she didn't like this name. But it was Nina, which is spelt Nina. People pronounce it Nina now, but it was said Nina. Nina Lois, which
1: is a very That's Southern. Southern
0: and old name as well.
1: Yeah.
0: My grandfather's name was Hubert.
1: That's a name you don't hear anymore.
0: Hubert D. Yeah,
1: that is an old (laughs) name.
0: And I've always loved that name, Hubert.
1: I just can't see a baby named Hubert now.
0: No, but I can see a dog named that. And I don't mean that in any disrespect.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. But it's like, yeah, like, like that's the thing is, I feel like those names... Just they don't translate well into the modern day. You you don't see any, you know toddlers running around with the name Bernard. You know <laughs> also,
0: um, you know people always joke now because they're like we're gonna have all these Grandma Ashleys
1: and Britneys <laughs> and
0: Britneys. <laughs> one yeah, day,
1: that's terrible to think about. I'm I'm worried um, about the day that
0: what are the names going to be then when those are considered the old names and we're like Ashley is such a traditional old name. <laughs>
1: The people will probably be naming their kids Hubert. <laughs> Hubert.
0: Know? Oh, it's so true. But, I mean, it, it's just one and of those things. And they'll try to say it's after the lemonade. Because, you know, there's that lemonade brand, Hubert's Lemonade.
1: Never heard of it. What? Yeah, no, not they a clue. Sell,
0: They sell it at the fancy stores, you know, like the Whole Foods and Sprouts.
1: Well, I don't go in there. That's why I've never heard of it.
0: Well, I'll take you. you okay. Okay, anyways. Derek, when he was younger, he ha- was struggling in school. Okay. Okay. So um, he ended up getting tested and his IQ was determined to be below 70.
1: So he was dumb.
0: Well, that's not a very nice word. Okay.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) Stupid is not a very nice word. Maybe I shouldn't say that.
0: He did horribly murder women. So, yeah, we can call him dumb.
1: I mean, I'm just saying, with an IQ on the lower end of the spectrum now granted i don't know what normal is i'm assuming i think normal is around 100 i think
0: i thought it was higher than that
1: well i know einstein was 160
0: you got google right there look it up
1: i'll get there (laughs) my keyboard's too loud for this recording whatever but uh i know like einstein was like 160 okay so I feel like if you're less than half as smart as Einstein, that sounds like you're still really smart. But on the scale of, your, you know, zero, which is like a rock to Einstein, I guess half is pretty dumb.
0: Yeah, I guess so. So, um, so he was placed in special ed classes because of that, um, because of the, the IQ issues.
1: Right. No. Um,
0: so that was when he was around nine years old.
1: And this is in what year? Do we have a general? Well, date he was range? born
0: in 1968, and this was around his nine.
1: So, like 77. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> well, and that's that's the the reason why I asked that is because I know what special classes were like when we were in school, and you know, everyone in the older generation always talks about how, well, you know, back then, you know. We didn't have ADD and special needs. We just had the smart kids, the dumb kids. The dumb kids would get beat. And I'm like, when I hear that, I'm like, when you say he was in a special ed class in the 70s, what would that have been like? You know, I don't know. I don't know what special ed classes were like in the 70s. I I can't imagine they're very accommodating.
0: By the way, um, a normal IQ range is 90 to 109.
1: Good see, I it was around a hundred, I thought so.
0: One ten to one nineteen is superior intelligence, and one twenty to one forty is super intelligence, and scores over one forty indicate genius.
1: So Einstein.
0: And then scores between eighty and ninety indicate dullness. <laughs> I don't ever want to be called dull.
1: <laughs> well, apparently if you score under eighty, you're a special kind of special is what yeah. you are. Um, Bucket of doorknobs
0: <laughs> So when he was 11 Just a couple of years later um, This is when he started his small crimes And um, what he enjoyed the most Was uh, being a peeping Tom Okay All And right so then. he An 11? Yeah so he would be peeping into Neighbors windows um, And this was something that he Actually continued into his adulthood This was kind of like his main M.O.
1: Like I feel like eleven's pretty young, yeah, to be a peeping Tom,
0: um, he was even caught torturing dogs and cats around this time, well, red flag um, and then at age thirteen, um he was arrested for the first time for burglary um by this time, he was like even though he this was his first arrest, he was already well known by the police um, because of his voyeurism yeah yeah with the peeping and all of that right at age 16 he was arrested for attempted second degree murder for pulling a knife out on a boy that he was fighting with at school
1: i mean that's a little aggressive but also i feel like
0: his right and wrong in his brain is not working
1: yeah well i mean here's the thing is if you're in a fight and let's say like you are losing and you feel like your life is in danger. Yeah, I mean, somebody's entitled to defend themselves. And if you have a better tool to do so, great. But I get the feeling that this was not a self-defense kind of situation. No. You know. No. To be, you know, attempted murder.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, again, at age 17, he was arrested the second time for uh, being a peeping Tom. Of course. Um, at this time, even though he was a high school dropout uh had a low iq multiple arrests and complaints he was still not incarcerated for these charges
1: now is he had never he served a minor?
0: he had never served any time even in juvie
1: so but but like do you think this is because he was a minor or because no like, i mean oh, they would that's... have sent him
0: to juvie i think he just maybe it was this is a special kid there yeah. wasn't a whole lot in it and maybe his mom and stepdad really tried to advocate for him and change some things and
1: yeah it never
0: really says like at any point if his family just like gives up on him
1: right (laughs) well i mean and considering it was the the 70s and he's considered a you know special needs well this is
0: the 80s by now oh wow too
1: okay but he was diagnosed in the 70s Mm -hmm. as having a low iq i I guess you're diagnosed with low iq i don't know how that works Uh, but either way um because they were like, Oh yeah, he has low IQ, he's not bright, you know, he's he he doesn't get it, he doesn't understand, whatever. I think that was kinda like the the thing is it's like you can't really send someone who's special needs to jail I guess. But you can
0: but you can put them in mental institutions.
1: Well you can, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like okay, I mean
0: And some low IQ can be just him not participating in school maybe because yeah. there is some information out there that he grew up in a very rough part of louisiana outside of baton rouge and yeah. so i don't think a lot of opportunities were made available for him
1: either well that but he, an iq test from what i've seen and read and understand is it's more of a test of cognitive ability right not so much knowledge that's true like, there's no way to study for an IQ test. There's no way to get better or smarter to, to, you know, get a better score on an IQ test. It judges not just what you know, but your ability to process information. Gotcha. So once they realize you can't, it's like, yeah, that's, that's why, you know, oh, they're like, oh, he's, you know, he is what he is and we can't do anything about mm-hmm. it because, you know,
0: Very well. I mean, people get pushed through the system all the time just because they want to make it somebody else's problem.
1: Yeah. Well, even in today's day and age, we have, you know, like, let's say we have an autistic kid that lashes out and hits somebody. You're not going to arrest them for assault. They don't know what they did or what happened. You know, they they were overstimulated. Something happened. And we know that now. But I feel like back then it was just, oh, well, they don't know any better and they set them on down the road.
0: So at age 20 in 1988, he met and married Jacqueline Sims. That's right. There's somebody for everybody.
1: Uh, Apparently.
0: At age 20 in 1988, he met and married Jacqueline Sims.
1: So somebody married this man.
0: Somebody not only married him, but slept with him because they had three children.
1: Time out. Does she know his history? Does she um, understand who he is and what he's done in his past?
0: We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Okay. Because the rest of his crimes, we'll get there. Okay. Um. So they had three children uh, named Derek, Junior, Doris, and Diedrich. Um, soon after they married, uh, Derek ended up pleading guilty to an unauthorized entry of dwelling, which is a fancy term for
1: breaking and entering. Yeah.
0: Um so in 1993, Lee and his friend broke into the home of a 73-year-old man. They beat and robbed him and they both uh served 1 year for these crimes in
1: jail. Okay, so at that point he's he he finally went to jail. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, how bad did they beat this old man?
0: Um he he lived, but they beat
1: him. It was pretty bad. Yes.
0: Uh-huh. Um so in 1995 Lee is arrested for peeping tom again. He was also arrested for stealing from a Salvation Army. And then in 1997 to 1999, he's arrested several more times for uh peeping tom and stalking.
1: So at this point he's got quite the rap sheet and yeah. he's
0: This is yeah. um basically like 10 11 years into his marriage. He has these kids, everything and he's still doing these crimes right um even though all of this i mean even through all of this he still seemed to be a family man so this kind of comes back to his wife because she stood by his side the entire time like she didn't ever question it she thought that he was not doing the things that the people said which i'm like you're not gonna i mean i don't want to say this because people serve time for not doing crimes all the time but it's like Obviously, there's a pattern here if he's still continuing to get arrested over and over and over again.
1: Not only that, I feel like if someone once said, you know, oh, he he was caught as a peeping Tom one time. It's like that's not that's a lot of hearsay. Mm -hmm. You can't you can't Mm -hmm. be sure, you know, of the whole situation. But after it's been said time and time again for years and years. And he's been caught by multiple people mm-hmm. that don't know each other, or you know, don't don't know his history. And they just go, "Hey, this dude was randomly looking my window while I'm changing, or whatever." It's like that's that builds a pattern, and that's yeah. less of a coincidence.
0: Yeah. So I guess like he would take his family out all the time, and they had like fam uh, Friday night dates, and <laughs> like all of this. Um, he worked in construction during all this time too, like off and on. Um, but you know, he wasn't perfect and he would also cruise all the local bars and he began an affair with a woman named Cassandra. Okay. One night after, uh, him and her had been drinking, um, he ended up assaulting Cassandra and she pressed charges on him and spent, he ended up spending the next year in prison, um, until February, 2001. So he gets out of prison at that time, um, for the assault on cassandra but then he okay. was put on probation and he was on house arrest
1: that is that pr- probation or parole parole okay no.
0: but he was on house arrest
1: gotcha so at this point in his life he's been a peeping tom a burglar mm-hmm. he's assaulted people mm-hmm. and most recently he's assaulted the woman he was having an affair with
0: and when he's on his house arrest okay he ends up assaulting his wife but she, like the police, tell her to press charges, so she does, and then she ends up dropping them.
1: Uh, okay, of course.
0: Which you know, a lot of times, like the the police still have a right to continue to press those charges, and I, yeah, I don't know why they didn't.
1: <laughs> Again, I I don't know. That's that's I think something still that I it's just kind of pushing
0: him off into some making him somebody else's problem. I,
1: I I've and I've said this before. There's a lot of times where I've seen in different cases where it's like i'd use the term but it's, it's a cop-out where the police just go eh we're not gonna deal with it it's too mm-hmm. much paperwork it's too much of a pain mm-hmm. we don't want to mess with this somebody else will deal with it later
0: mm-hmm. so okay so this puts us in 2001 right okay. now it is believed um whenever he's caught later in the 2002 i believe okay we'll get to it they end up starting putting like he ends up talking and they start putting together some cold cases
1: wait like he ends
0: up talking to the police and this all make sense in a, in a little while too okay. so so we're in 2001 right right but then when he ends up getting caught and a couple years after that they come back to all these cold cases that they haven't been able to close and this is when Derek starts talking. So, what I'm getting at, I know this is kind of a roundabout way, is believed that he actually murdered somebody in 1992 um, really? and bludgeoned that... somebody to death, Connie Warner, um, to death with a hammer. In 92. In 92. Okay.
1: So, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a stretch of time between yes. when that happened and when he, he finally... Starts talking to the police.
0: Right. Well, when he finally gets caught. Okay. Okay. Um, the murders varied from case to case just a little bit, but the MO was always the same. Um, they were all raped and killed. Um, and so they were raped and killed, but the rape could also go along with either being bludgeoned or stabbed or snatched, you know, okay. whatever kind of different ways. So like. it
1: was similar, but mm-hmm. because they were killed in a whole bunch of different ways, it was kind of hard to tie it all together. Exactly.
0: If you think about somebody with a low IQ... That's also very smart, though, because he evaded being caught for years because there was just subtle changes in everything that they couldn't always say that it was him.
1: But I think, though, that is more of a byproduct of, you know, he didn't have time. He he didn't have I don't want to say time because I don't know the timetable on any of this, but he didn't have the. I guess capacity to plan ahead Mm -hmm. and go, Okay, I'm going to use you know, a knife, and I'm going to stab her, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. This was more of a, he sees a person, he decides, I'm going to rape and kill that woman.
0: And he does and some grabs of them in the like. the
1: nearest thing to him, which may be a hammer, it may be a knife, it may be a brick, it may be whatever.
0: Well, and, like, some of these were done in the daylight.
1: Like, brought, like, middle of the day.
0: Middle of the day. So, <coughs> excuse me, I'm wheezy-pasheezy. <laughs> um all of his murders also seemed very personal and passionate and so that was also what got the police off of his trail for so long because typically when you see somebody like you remember watching criminal minds yeah and they always talked about when you beat somebody like that's that's personal like you're in that space with that person yeah (laughs) or like
1: if you stab somebody you know multiple multiple times this we'll, is no longer just a random murder it's this this mm-hmm. is somebody you want to kill
0: exactly um so public hysteria created um by many rumors also that were spread about the suspect before they knew it was Derek it had been reported that it was a white male which Derek is African American okay um and so then the focus ended up then being on another black male because um he was wanted for the 1997 rape that happened in the same area that Derek is also doing his crimes
1: in. Right now with all these rapes, I am assuming like in the early two thousands, DNA evidence still wasn't great.
0: It was right. It, it wasn't what it is today, but it was had advanced a lot. It, it was more that, They had the technology to take the samples and everything and store them properly at this time. Okay. And so um, we'll see that that actually comes into play when he is arrested. And that's where, like, these cold cases come into effect, too, because that's when they end up putting
1: two and two together about the whole thing. Yeah.
0: Because still at this point, like, they had the DNA. And yeah, they could, since he was in the system and they have his DNA on file because of that. They still, I imagine it was a huge backlog yeah. to test all of those two to see if they had already even caught the person. You know? Well,
1: and and see, that's the thing that makes me wonder, because I feel like the further back in time you go, the easier it was to get away with a crime. Because nowadays, you know, like a, a crime scene, they have scientists and technicians that come out and they take samples and they, you mm-hmm. know, they do all this work on you know in the forensics field and all that i feel like you know you back to the the roaring 20s you know it's like a cop walks into a building Hmm. there's been a murder <laughs> and it's like they look around and they're like
0: let me put my hands on everything
1: yeah they're they're picking up things and looking at things and then like some beat cop is like Yeah, sir." there's a pool over here of you know blood all right
0: there's a footprint in it oh, yeah like, damn that was mine <laughs>
1: We have footprints. We have, you know, the. I mean, I, I assume they did fingerprints back then. At and you least you know but...
0: somebody was named Sully.
1: <laughs> exactly, you know, <laughs> but it's like you have all these things, all this evidence, and these these cops be like, "So I have a hunch," and it's like, "What?"
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> you know? As they smoke three cigarettes in the crime scene, putting them out on the body and whatnot. Uh uh-huh. uh-huh. Like, because I feel like the twenties was this wild west, you know, of of crime. And not just the
0: twenties. This happened. Up into into the eighties. Well, I know, sure. but
1: the twenties is like the right. the picture I get, you know, like the old black and white murder dramas. Meh meh see meh <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's just like I don't understand how we ever caught criminals ever. Unless like uh, unless you were still there when the cops showed up, you weren't getting arrested. <laughs>
0: We'll have to do some stories on some old cases like that because um, the Morbid podcast has done a few of them. Yeah. And it is really cool to listen. And uh, Bailey Sarian has done a couple, too, about, like, it was, like, the chocolate murders. I think they happened here in Texas. This lady was, like, trying to poison people. And she wasn't very smart about it. And they were like, well, um, the printing press person saw you come here to print these labels of the chocolate and she's like i don't know what you're talking about oh it's so funny we'll have to do some old cases like that
1: yeah because i love all the and like
0: old hollywood cases but yeah it is kind of true too because if you think about like the black dahlia yeah they collected a whole bunch of evidence on that and they still technically have it listed as an open case with uh
1: lapd the black dahlia the zodiac killer jack the ripper all these really high profile cases that have never been solved, that like if this stuff happened today, they, they wouldn't have been serial killers. They would have been one time murderers. Right. You know, I mean, granted, the Black I Dahlia mean, wasn't a serial killer, some, but we you know still what I
0: mean. have some serial killers. But I think in order to be a serial killer, you definitely have to ramp up your speed because you are going to be caught pretty quickly. Yeah.
1: Either that or you have to be insanely intelligent yeah. and, and really push the limits even of today's forensic technology.
0: Alrighty, well, we digress, everybody. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I, my my ADD pills have worn off, so I'm off on tangents.
0: So we're going to go through a timeline of the murders that he was definitely confirmed to have committed.
1: Okay, so there's more than this, but these are the for sure ones.
0: There's suspected more of it. Okay. And the reason why they don't really end up finding out is, one, he doesn't talk about them very much, and two, he ends up um, dying.
1: Okay, well, let's not okay. ruin the end, so... Let's hear about these murders.
0: Um, okay, so in 1998, Randy, and this is—they're all female, by the way. Okay. Um, Randy Me Nieb- Brewer. Okay. I apologize right now. Um, she was abducted on April 19th from her home in Zachary, Louisiana, which isn't very far from Baton Rouge.
1: April 19th of when? 1998. Okay. <laughs> you got me confused. Well, no, you just said April 19th, and I was like, did you already well, say the I, year? Yeah, I did. Okay. Again, my ADD pill. I'm, I'm all over the place. Keep, keep going.
0: So her body was never found, but DNA evidence that was tested in 2004 named Derek Lee as her murderer, and okay. this was actually after he was convicted.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Okay. So um, the next one, in 2001, Gina Wilson Green was found strangled in her home in Baton Rouge on September 24th. Oh, my God. Today's the anniversary. 20 years ago.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Um, Police linked DNA with a suspect in 2002, but the link did not end up having a name until Derek was captured and they took more samples of his DNA.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: Which that's the other thing, too, that I found like watching some documentaries about DNA is also when they first started with the technology, you know, now they don't have to take as big of a sample and they can get everything they need. Yeah. So before they would like take a swab of something and then use that whole one swab instead of cutting it yeah. into multiple ones. And then it was like, well, we used all of our resources we and it came back swab. negative. Like, you know. Um, so in 2002, uh, Gerilyn DeSoto was found stabbed to death in her home on January 14th. Um, she um, had just registered that morning as a graduate student with LSU um, and her murder was linked to Lee by fingernail scrapings that were later tested. Okay. Um, in May 2002, Charlotte Pace, um, her body was found in her Baton Rouge home, and she had been stabbed more than 80 times and practically decapitated by the cut on her throat.
1: So that's where the whole crime of passion thing comes in.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, And this is actually uh, one case that he was actually uh, convicted on, is the Pace case. Okay. Um, In July 2002, uh, Pamica... Again, I am so sorry. Kinnamore. She was abducted from her home in Baton Rouge, and her body was found 30 miles away in Whiskey Bay off Highway 10, and her throat was also slashed.
1: Okay, so then... So at this point, there's kind of a pattern. A little bit mm-hmm. starting.
0: Yeah. Excuse me. Um, and on July 31st, 2002, they get a possible ID on Derek. But they think that this is when they put out in the news that they think the serial killer is a white male and drives a white pickup truck. Neither of those are Derek. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, and so on November 21st, 2002, uh, Tranisha Colm, so sorry, was visiting her mom's grave when she disappeared. Could you imagine?
1: That would be, just be like rough.
0: snatched in the daylight, literally at a at a cemetery. Um, police found her car nearby in the cemetery, and three days later, a hunter found her body dumped in the woods. Um, she had been beaten to death, and DNA found at the scene uh, matched DNA that was found on the Gina Green case. Charlotte Pace and Pam Kenmore.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So this
0: is where they really So this start is to where they
1: start realizing okay yes. this is a serial killer for sure. Mm-hmm. This is DNA evidence linking four different bodies to one person.
0: Yes. And I also know and I'm thinking of the whole white black thing. I believe DNA is so advanced now that when they do run it they can tell.
1: Yeah, they can tell mm-hmm. uh I don't think it comes back as quickly. But yeah, like twenty yeah, but like twenty three and me, they can tell right. where you are from geographically, and based on that you can get a, a reasonable idea of what mm-hmm. race someone is, what they will look like to a degree. Gotcha. You know? Okay. And so that that would be so really snatched, obvious today.
0: Since this was such a big case and this really scared a lot of women in the area, you know, with just being like snatched in the daylight. Yeah. Um self-defense classes in and around baton rouge were like sold out right they were packed women were getting um concealed handgun license you know self-defense classes like doing anything they can to stay safe because yeah they didn't know it was like any man wider any wider black man
1: (laughs) could have been the this this assailant yeah and you
0: know the white the white ford truck that's a pretty Again, popular truck.
1: Yeah, in the in the American South, saying that oh yeah they, they drive a white Ford truck, it's like so does mm-hmm. everyone and almost every company on the in the entire South uses white Ford trucks. Like that's that that's not a descriptor at this point. That right. doesn't limit it to anybody.
0: <laughs> so on March third, two thousand three, Carrie Lynn Yoder, she was a twenty six year old grad student from LSU, disappears. Um, she had actually been unloading her groceries from her car, and he snatched her up while like in the daylight while she was unloading her groceries 10 days later a crawfish farmer found her body in the whiskey bay um crawfish right fields patties whatever you want
1: (laughs) crawfish patties that's a whole different thing that's a burger honey no uh i I believe there's crawfish ponds
0: okay i know we've seen them when we were traveling when
1: when you're running up and down i-10 if you've ever been on i-10 in southern louisiana If you look to either side of you, there are these very shallow, basically, fields of water. And you'll see like a little red cylinder sticking up out of the water every couple yards throughout the field in lines. Those are actually crawfish traps in these big, shallow crawfish ponds all over southern Louisiana. Mm. And they go around in these little boats. And the cool thing is, is they're not like regular boats. They don't have a regular boat motor. The motor on the back of them actually has, like, a steel wheel.
0: Like the airboats?
1: No, 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 no. This is, like, a John boat. And instead of a standard, like, boat motor, at the bottom it has this steel wheel with paddles on it Mm -hmm. that actually, like, works like a foot and walks it across the bottom of the pond.
0: Things you may know, or whatever that thing is. Things, the, the
1: more you know. The more you know. Well, anyways, I, I think it's cool because it demonstrates, A, how shallow that water is.
0: Yeah, because it's, that's why the, I called it a paddy like the rice. Yeah.
1: The, the motor, is it rice
0: fields or is it yeah, rice it's, patties? It's
1: rice patties. Well, depending on where you ask. But yeah, it, it demonstrates that water is only like two feet deep. It's not very deep.
0: Gotcha.
1: So the fact that uh, it took that long to find a body in two foot deep water you know this
0: was march so rain
1: rain even then so it might have flooded
0: a little bit and then came down i don't know we'll see so um she had and it's louisiana too you know they're practically underwater all year long
1: well and on top of that depending on where this crawfish pond was they don't get i mean granted that's the crawfish harvesting season right but i don't think they get harvested daily probably not so i don't know how often that farmer would be by that particular pond or whatever
0: the listeners would like us to stop seeing crawfish <laughs> <laughs> anyways she There's had nothing wrong
1: with crawfish
0: she had been beaten and strangled and she was also raped so a little bit of everything with her unfortunately um and in april 2003 a woman in Zachary makes a complaint that she sees a man following her when she goes for her morning jog and then the next day on um, April 2nd a man named uh, Danny Mixon okay. starts making a timeline of when Lee was locked up and not and compares to when the women went missing and killed he ends up correlating that Lee was out of jail each time, and the timeline ends up fitting perfectly.
1: Right. So okay. basically, anytime he was locked up for assault right. or whatever, that he was that that's when these murders weren't being committed. Exactly. Anytime he was free, yes. somebody was go, you know going missing. Mm-hmm.
0: So a little over a month later, on May twenty six, two thousand three, a warrant for Lee's arrest was made, and this was after he was forced to give a DNA swab. I'm not sure. I kept seeing that repeated over and over again in my research. I'm not sure how that came about. I don't know if he went in for questioning.
1: So well, that's what I
0: imagine. He maybe went in for some questioning, and they were like, "Hey, while you're here, spit in a tube." I don't know.
1: Man, I don't know. Here's so here's the thing though. You said there was a gentleman named Danny that figured out the timeline thing. Yes, he is, did not. Is he an officer, he is or? not an officer. He was okay.
0: just some concerned citizen.
1: So, he's just a random guy that happened to know who Derek Lee was and went, you know. Well,
0: they had, um, like, because they had that possible ID right, back in 2002. And I guess it was, like, Derek and a couple other suspects. Right. And so, that's what he did his research on was those two. So. Or those few
1: suspects so kind of like the early days of web sleuthing where this guy you know went through the 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 steps that a cop would eventually maybe possibly get to himself because he felt the murder needed to be solved yes gotcha okay
0: so um he was forced to give that dna and um a match came back to 100 percent on two of the cases which at this time so from what i researched on that as well too is um they were still not that it wasn't not that he didn't leave dna on the other cases it just maybe wasn't as much yeah. and so it needed to be sent in for further testing
1: yeah it had to go through it, like an actual lab or whatever yeah right
0: um <clears throat> so the next day on may 27 2003 lee was caught and arrested in atlanta georgia um he had just fled his family there after he gave the swab so he left the swab left the police and then went home and was like pack your shit we gotta go his wife never questioned this the whole time she just went with him and their kids
1: well okay so i'm the way i see this kind of happening is evidence started mounting up to suggest it was him and baton rouge pd or the sheriff's department whoever was in charge of this investigation went and got a subpoena for a dna test to where basically it's like once the court says hey you have to provide dna for this test and it's either con- mm-hmm. going to convict you or clear your name you don't really have a choice at that point and i think that's what they mean by saying he was forced into it because
0: yeah. okay without yeah.
1: a subpoena i don't think they can just say hey you need to spit in this tube or we're not letting you go right because that that it's not how that works mm.
0: Um, So, initially, he was charged with only Carrie Lynn Yoder's murder. Um, However, by early June, he was also uh, accused of the rape and murder of Green, Pace, Kinnamore, and Colm. Um, And so, that just means that that DNA testing that had to be sent off finally came back and it matched. Yeah. Um, Following the release... Of Lee's vast criminal history, the residents of Baton Rouge were shocked that he was never suspected um, initially in the Baton Rouge mur- murders, um, especially when the focus was changed to a man of color in March of 2003. Now the police says he was, especially after that when it you know yeah. said that it was a man of color in 2003, right? You know, it's just. I think it's just upset it's upsetting because you've been so scared for all this time and you feel like he was right there
1: but but again it's it's like what we talked about in a lot of different episodes specifically like the one I remember is like the 911 episode hindsight is 2020 you can look back and say well it's obvious all these different things mean it was that mm-hmm. person but in the moment you can't just go wildly accusing people of murder you know and saying oh well it was it was this guy you know or, or we we need a We need to really push on this guy because it could have been him. Mm -hmm. Because if you have a vague description of a person in a city as large as Baton Rouge, you can't really just nail it down to one or two people and say, well, it's got to be one of these two. We'll just arrest them both and figure it out. That's not how that works.
0: The task force was also heavily criticized because Lee had been overlooked after being brought to their attention by the Zachary Police Department in 2002. The Zachary police suspected Lee in the murder of forty-one-year-old Connie Warner, and that was the nineteen ninety-two case. Gotcha. Okay? Um, and the disappearance of twenty-year-old Randy Merber, <sighs> Meber. I'm so sorry. In nineteen ninety-eight.
1: How's it spelled?
0: It's M-E-B-R-U-E-R. You know I'm bad with French-style
1: names, too. Yeah that's that's one even i can't help you with
0: um despite the mistakes made in the case the task force was actually congratulated for their work in catching the killer Uh, of course um after lee had been taken into police custody the police with the help of the fbi immediately were focusing on trying to locate his estranged wife jacqueline um and the couple's children it was hoped that Jacqueline might actually be able to provide some clues into Lee's behavior and whereabouts during the crimes. Um, but family members that were questioned about where her whereabouts ended up saying that um, they believed they hadn't heard from her, but they believe she was hiding out of fear and they don't believe that she would actually have any additional information because right. he just, he kept, like she never knew anything before when he was arrested in their marriage early on.
1: Yeah, like, he hid it all from her and basically just made it a a, a point of no conversation over mm-hmm.
0: it. Family members of Jacqueline um, claimed that she lived in denial of her husband's transgressions, um, which included the stalking, peeping into windows, and the infidelity. Um, according to um, Ned Randolph, he wrote a piece for The Advocate, um, Jacqueline's aunt claimed that she was afraid of her husband and at one point against her wishes he had a mistress living in their home
1: so hang on he <laughs> time out time out
0: he was that I'm just saying some of this Some of this research I had you can't tell me that that mother effers IQ was 70
1: <laughs> he lived in his house with his wife and children
0: mm-hmm. and had his
1: side chick move in.
0: Mm-hmm. It doesn't say if it was Cassandra or anything um, or who it was. It doesn't name
1: her, but. Like that's. Yeah. I, either either he has a higher IQ than he let on and he intentionally dumbed himself down in his younger years when they did this mm-hmm. IQ test. Or. Or. It is also possible that the woman he married is also a box of freaking rocks.
0: She has to be.
1: Because there is no way, like, you'd get mad if I came home with another animal. If I bring a woman into this house and go, hey, I'm going to be sleeping with this woman on the side and she's going to move in with us, you and her would both be burying me in the backyard. That's how that works.
0: I've been thinking about. Set my house on
1: fire. <laughs> That's what it made me think. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't understand how you make the jump from, you know, li- living in a small town, being, you know, tested for an IQ, uh, your IQ, and finding it, and people finding out that you apparently have the intellect of, you know,
0: Toast.
1: A, a potato. And all of a sudden now you're a criminal mastermind who managed to let to get your wife to let your mistress move into the house with the you I just
0: how I don't know but um let's move on so okay. Jacqueline and the children um initially couldn't be traced but they did find eventually tracked him down in Chicago in June 2003 um by the FBI by the way um investigators were interested in jacqueline not only for questioning purposes but they also needed her consent um so that they could dig up areas of the property of one of their former residences
1: well if they no longer live there why do they need her permission i don't know that doesn't make any sense just
0: looking i'm just looking at the research
1: unless she still owned it they don't need maybe her permission. they did
0: Maybe they were renting it out. Maybe they're talking about the residence they fled from. I don't know.
1: I feel like then that there'd be a paper trail if they were like running it out or something. And they would have been able to find her a lot sooner.
0: Mm. Uh, so Lee was tried on August 2004 for the murder of Gerilyn DeSoto, who was found dead in her home. Um, And DeSoto had been stabbed numerous times. DeSoto's husband was the primary suspect at first. Right. um, But DNA evidence uh, created a possible link to Lee. um, And it was discovered during the murder investigation, like as it was progressing. That's when they started getting the DNA results back. Right. Um, Although eligible for first degree murder charges, the district attorney elected to try Lee for murder in the second degree. Since DeSoto was not sexually assaulted, and thus a first-degree murder conviction would be harder to obtain. Gotcha. He was convicted and sentenced to life in prison without the benefit of parole. And that's just for one.
1: Okay, so he's already got one life sentence. Uh-huh. And he gets charged with multiple more murders.
0: So this is in August 2004 that that happens. Okay, In um October 2004, Lee is convicted... For the May 31st, 2002 rape and murder of LSU graduate Charlotte Pace. Okay. That's the one that he stabbed over 80 times and almost decapitated.
1: And that one you get first degree on.
0: He was uh, sentenced to die by lethal injection. And currently, uh, you know, at this time of this research, he was still on death row at that time. And he was in the state penitentiary in Angola.
1: Okay. Louisiana.
0: I'm not sure where that's at.
1: Somewhere in southern and I'm just say
0: the jury only took 93 minutes to come up with that conviction.
1: <laughs> they were like, from go for it, Basically. kill him." So,
0: oh, and they, um, so they took 93 minutes to recommend the death sentence. Um, and there's something here. Oh, they did have an expert that had come in during this trial regarding uh, Lee's mental state, right? Um, and that expert has said that lee was mentally retarded so he shouldn't have really been convicted (laughs) um right or or for like the death penalty but the judge in the state of louisiana thought differently (laughs) well and i I, I (laughs) because they feel as though he was he knew what he was doing
1: well and that again that's where there's kind of that that thing where it's like the line had been drawn so long before, where it's like, oh, well, he special needs, he special needs. We don't need to, we don't need to punish him. We can't put him in jail. We can't do this. We can't do that. After you've raped and murdered multiple women, I, I feel like maybe that goes out the window because even if you don't know what you did is wrong, the first time, the fact that you hid it, yeah, and continue to do it and hide it, mm-hmm. like here's the thing: if you murder somebody and then someone finds out and you're like what and you genuinely don't understand that it's wrong i could see that defense but to hide it all the all this time obviously you knew it was wrong
0: right um so the newspaper stories that started coming out, they're the ones that first started writing the reports that suggested that Lee was responsible for other unsolved murders. Um, but the police said that there was DNA that lacked um, or DNA that was lacking that wasn't collected properly from some of the cases, even some of the ones that were really early in the 90s um, yeah. to you know prove that there was connections. But after Lee's arrest, it was discovered that there was another serial killer. Going at the same time as well.
1: So that could also be a thing because...
0: But Lee did confess to the murders, the timeline that I went over. And he gave details that only he would
1: have known. Okay, to the the first, those five victims. Yes. Okay. Yes. So how many is it... He was convicted of five.
0: He was only convicted of two.
1: Okay, but he was... But I,
0: the DNA evidence came back later that linked him to the other ones and he had also he had also confessed that he had done them. Okay,
1: so he's definitively linked to 5. Yes. How many are speculated to be murders that he committed as well?
0: They don't have a number.
1: Okay. But it, it are we talking double digits?
0: I don't I really don't know. Okay. Um so the other serial killer was Sean Gillis, and he was operating in the Baton Rouge area. I do what they say, operating um, in, this, in the Baton Rouge area at the same time as Lee. So I would like to do a future episode on him as well.
1: Okay, because <clears throat> it seems like, and I, I don't know for sure if this is a thing, but we've now talked about two separate areas of the world, uh, one with Dr. Shipman. And now with this case, where there are multiple serial killers in a singular town Mm -hmm. within a similar time period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't, is that a phenomenon, do you think? I I guess we have to kind of put some data together and kind of see if that makes sense. But I, I feel like there are usually more than one serial killer in one place at one time for some reason
0: yeah uh, i I don't know
1: something in the water something in the
0: water but um so derek todd lee died on january 21st 2016 he ended up passing away of heart disease at a hospital in louisiana um and he was still waiting to be executed so he
1: was still on death row yeah and died of natural causes Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm pretty sure that the state of Louisiana is, they don't really care how he died as long as he died, but I feel like there are going to be some people that are upset that he wasn't executed, quote unquote.
0: Yeah um so i'll just end with this little story in november 2018 his youngest son Diedrich lee was arrested for negligent homicide um for killing 16 year old Valen- Valente brooks um officials say that brooks was fatally shot at a residence in clinton louisiana just two days before his birthday Initially, there was confusion surrounding the circumstances of the shooting as investigators were hesitant to call it a homicide um, and that the shooting was still under investigation. Um, in the police report, though, it says investigators wrote that the shooting occurred as Diedrich Lee and Valente Brooks were making a rap video with their friends in a bedroom. Lee told investigators Brooks handed him the gun after showing it off and Lee told detectives he may have accidentally pulled the trigger shooting Brooks. Um, And Lee also reported that Brooks had told him earlier in the day that the gun was not loaded. Gotcha. So, so there's still a lot of people like I was reading. I watched like uh, on YouTube, the original like news story about this. Right. And just like the comments of people being like the apple doesn't fall fall from far from the tree and like father like son and you know all those things and i was like i just it's not the same yeah it's tragic and it's traffic it's tragic that it's happened within the same family
1: yeah but it's that is a far cry from his father's crimes right you know and i feel as though
0: you're just trying to make a rap video
1: well and i mean here's the thing i almost wonder because if because it was the woman that He shot that handed him the gun, right?
0: It was Uh, a man, but yes.
1: ah, Okay. I I don't know.
0: Louisiana man.
1: Well, I thought you said he shot his girlfriend. I'm confused.
0: No. No. He was a man.
1: I need a nap. Anyway. So (laughs) the, the person who he shot was who handed him the gun. Yes. So that tells me one of two things, either one, obviously he probably didn't have a whole lot of experience with the firearm in the first place, mm-hmm. but he didn't check himself if it was loaded
0: and you know it had he to was have, told
1: it was unloaded
0: it was a parent's weapon from what I understand because Valentine Brooks is only sixteen years old, and Lee was had just turned nineteen,
1: yeah, I'm wondering if it was like either brooks told him you know hey you know we can use this in the video it's my dad's whatever it'll be cool tell you know Lee Mm -hmm. that it was unloaded you know accidents happen kind of thing but i also wonder if it's like you know that's that's if we follow the storyline that he told the police the other side of it is is that you know he shot somebody Mm -hmm. because he felt like shooting somebody yeah but i feel like the aftermath would have shown pretty quickly whether that was the intention or not
0: exactly um yeah so that is the case and story of derek todd lee and then you know the little snippet about his son Diedrich. as far as i know i don't think he ever served time for the uh accidental
1: Negligent negligent homicide
0: homicide um and yeah there's not really much information on if his wife if like she ever divorced him while he was in prison or you know what happened with her um or you know his other children but that is the case that's where we're at on it and there there's a lot of information out there more about you know the crime scenes and everything i didn't want to get too too gory
1: right too graphic with it so but i I just kind of as a recap so this is a man who throughout his life he was basically proclaimed to be Not mentally capable of much. Who over the course of possibly at least 10 to 15 years committed multiple murders.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, We know for sure he at least admitted to and was connected to five murders in a couple year period.
0: Well, and in between all of those two, because it's not like they were happening like back to back to back. Yeah. You know, he was still doing the voyeurism and the peeping tom thing yeah like assault and getting arrested yeah. for different
1: things so yeah i feel like either he is a secret genius i can't even really i don't want to say genius but he's secretly more intelligent and he did a lot to do these crimes or he really was mentally handicapped with that low of an IQ, and he somehow managed to blunder through the perfect storm of murder and voyeurism and assault and. Yeah, something. That to me is the most in- interesting part because if there are people that are willing to testify that he's mentally handicapped and then he couldn't be smart enough to pull all this off, you know, by planning it, mm-hmm. that is the most ridiculous perfect storm of nonsense to ever happen
0: yeah absolutely that it could
1: go on for that long
0: um also just a little update for y'all now that we're done with the case we are about to get into october
1: spooky season
0: spooky season so um that means next saturday's episode will be on october 2nd um and if anybody has any like ideas or anything they want us to cover i know i'm gonna cover Candyman story um we'll probably have a ghost story in there at some point Um, i've got a
1: few ideas i want to tackle but we'll we'll see we'll have a good a
0: good four episodes in october that we'll be able to come out with with some spookiness yeah a little bit of dash of spooky so but yeah send us a, a message on instagram or you know if you know us personally, reach out to us that way and let us know of any ideas that you have. We would love to hear them. Even if we aren't able to cover them all in October, it will definitely give us something to, um, you know, continue the year with. And Yeah,
1: kind of pepper into the year in between the, the true crime if there's some other spooky stuff we need to look into.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we really appreciate y'all joining us today and listening to our case and all of the love and support and shares that we've gotten what do you got beard
1: so well i was just gonna say as you got along uh make sure you check us out on instagram for pictures and other information from today's show as well as updates on future shows um
0: it's i gotta go we gotta go adult now unfortunately unfortunately <laughs> but, but we appreciate it oh i'm sorry i cut you off
1: no you're good go ahead
0: you go ahead you hang up the phone first
1: (laughs) I just wanted to thank y'all for listening to the girl the beard and the grim y'all have a good one